Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm Alexander Rossi. You are. I am that. You are definitely Alexander. Mm -hmm. It's probably, if I were to describe you in two words, that... it would be Alexander and Rossi. Not Tom Brady? Definitely. Definitely not that makes Tom sense. Brady. I'm James Hinchcliffe, and... Uh... I'm everybody's favorite producer, Tim. Oh, my God. He just doesn't... I don't even think he's a producer, considering we're doing a mailbag segment. We need... <laughs> we had we a need, lot of questions. People want to know. We have to clarify what your definition of everybody and favorite are, because... The, <laughs> and, and producer. Uh, my mom. I, <laughs> and uh, top three. Top three is being generous, bud. Uh, well, yeah, so we're doing a mailbag today. We are doing a mailbag. Because, once again, um, we wanted to get involved with our fans. We wanted to get involved with our listeners and try and interact with them and uh, share our stories in a more specific manner directed to your questions. And we often ask people to send emails or write us questions on Twitter, and we figure today would be a great day to get to some of those questions. But before we get to those, Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. Alex, what'd you get up to this weekend? I went to Colts training camp. Did you? Yes. So we are Indianapolis-based. We are in Indianapolis as we speak, and yes. the Indianapolis Colts are a NFL institution. A, a poor NFL team. Well, at the moment, they're in a rebuilding phase. Their star quarterback, Andrew Luck, has been out with injury, but I gather it looks like he's finally coming back to the field. He is? Um, yeah, and let me tell you, man, watching football players practice— mm -hmm. Is way different than watching football players play the game. In what sense? It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> and like, here's the thing. Like, it, 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 the fact that there was like 5,000 people there. I went on a Monday morning at like 8.30 in the morning. There was like 5,000 people there in the grandstands. Just proved to me yet again that Indianapolis sports fans are the absolute best. Because I bet those are the same type of people that go to... IMS, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and sit on the turn two banking mm -hmm. on the infield mm -hmm. and watch us do tire testing. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And it is amazing. And it's uh, it kind of... Who, who do you think puts on a better show practicing, you guys or the Colts? I mean, they have a pretty sick playlist and like really big clips speakers. Yeah, but when we practice, we're still doing like 220 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think you guys need speakers. I can hear you from my house. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We have um, a playlist. It's the finely tuned revolutions 
of an HPD 2.2 liter twin turbo V6. So Alex, there's a clip going around online. You got to I didn't do it. You got to like ask Andrew did you, what questions. Did you get to right? talk to players? Oh yeah, yeah. I got to talk to uh, who's the. Don't pretend like you don't know who Andrew Luck is. Yeah, I got to talk to Andrew Luck, which is really cool. And let me explain to you why it's cool. Okay, so hold on. You didn't just get to talk to Andrew Luck. The, si- the situation was a little more Here's the sneaky thing. than that. So I was, I was playing an RTV6. RTV is a local uh, news station uh, reporter. So like, I was reporting from the sidelines of Colts training camp. I was in the media scrum, which is way more difficult to be in it than to be getting asked the question is it like really argy bargy they're like elbows being thrown and toes well, yeah, being and every single on time and... you want to ask a question you go to open your mouth it's like someone else is there mm-hmm. more prepared than you are yes well it's not your job so i'm not surprised it's also not my job i got the opportunity at the very end of the media scrum to ask andrew luck a question and what question did you ask him i asked him if his facial hair he's rocking a pretty uh impressive mustache 70s kind of porn stash yeah, yeah. Um, if it was inspired by Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and not only, all right, three things happened in sequence that absolutely blew my mind. It's great. Not only did he not take offense and knew exactly what I was referring to, but he quoted a line from the movie mm-hmm. and then had the wherewithal to recognize who I was in a media scrum mm-hmm. and then insult me back. So, Andrew kind of proved you know his like not only immense talent on the football field but also he's pretty a smart because he has a book club but be funny i mean it's quick thinking that's what it takes it's to amazing. be a top level uh quarterback i don't have that i feel like you need to be able to also make quick decisions not not good at it oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> but we can race at pocono together in oh my god five days. i really <laughs> hope we're nowhere near each other it's just that's all right you only go like six wide there it's okay don't worry you you guys won't be so able to keep up. I think, God, that's cute. It's adorable. <laughs> I think we actually have the clip of you pretending to be a journalist and Andrew Luck owning you in response. Uh, there it is. He's pulling dynamite, Uncle Rico. Did he inspire? Uh... <laughs> throw, throw the ball over them there. Yeah, yeah. Another star quarterback. <laughs> Alexander Ross. Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> got enough Good fuel to, to get here today. That <laughs> <laughs> was a bad joke. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yes. That's a mic drop moment. That is a that is a. I know, was so I had no idea what to respond. Well, here's the here's the here's my favorite thing about Andrew, and that and like and it just it it totally is summed up in this thing. He recognizes you, like you say, doesn't take offense to it, plays along with it, hits you back. Without what I thought was a really good comeback, and then Amelia was like, "Oh, that wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." It's like, "No, man, own that. You you killed it. That was that, great. That was a hilarious joke. <laughs> that was a hilarious joke." And then, did you have enough fuel to get here? And then, like off camera, he comes in and is like, "Oh, so when's the next race?" And I'm so speechless still <laughs> from what just happened. I'm like, "Ah, oh, the." Uh, you were like, "Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner." <laughs> And he was like, it's it's the ABC Supply at 500, right? I was like, yep, that's the one. So he's also a huge race fan. So he knows more about football than most people and more about racing than also you. I mean, does that surprise you? <laughs> no, but I was, yeah, kind of, I, was giving you the be- I was giving you the benefit of the doubt in front of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, I know the truth. I don't know a whole lot about racing. Oh, gross. Uh, did you ask him to come on the podcast while you were there? No, that's your job. Don't you have his phone number? That's not the point. You were face to face with them. I was. You were face to face with them, and you couldn't. You couldn't just ask them. Couldn't just be like, "Hey, Guys, while I have you, right, follow up question." Right, let me let me talk to you about something. <laughs> talk to me. Is it okay that like I'm starstruck by NFL players? Yeah, of course. I mean, they are way cooler than I think I am. 
I think and most people would agree with anybody. Yeah, most cool people would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, guys, um, so that was that was a pretty cool experience. Just shows how how tightly knit the Indianapolis sports community is. And speaking of tightly knit, uh, we've got some awesome questions from you guys, our listeners at Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, that you sent in. So we're gonna get to those next. We want to get your feedback on Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. We have a quick survey to share from our friends over at Reward B to help us get to know you, our listeners, better. It's 10 questions and takes less than two minutes. For your time, you will be rewarded with $30 in points that you can spend instantly. You can get up to three rewards, such as Car and Driver, Red Bulletin, and Auto Week, no debit or credit card required. Head over to www.rewardb.com slash off track today to complete the survey and get your rewards. That's www.rewardbee.com slash off track. Welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, and we are now getting in to a very important segment to us, a segment largely controlled by and authored by the listeners and fans, maybe. Actually, I shouldn't assume they're fans. You could be a listener without a fan. I feel like that's a lot of our... They listen, but they don't like us? Listener base, Like, they love to hate us? Yep. You guys get a lot of hate listens, yeah. Do we get a lot of hate questions or, like, hate mail in the off-track email account? No, we generally just get positives. To be fair, most of the hate mail is from me on dummy accounts uh, because of Tim. (laughs) Just hating on Tim. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But he still signs it Rossi. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to the mailbag in just a sec but i need to i need to ask this question and, and sam i'm obviously not asking you this question because nobody emails you anything but alex do you ever get any kind of like hate mail or like hate on the internet on on social media or like yes yeah yeah you get so like anyone from ontario hates me <laughs> which is weird because i have this podcast with you who's from ontario yeah i'm dating a girl from ontario yeah there's also... i generally post great pics from toronto ontario i love collingwood which have, is in ontario have you ever been to guelph ontario yeah i don't like I don't, it that, i don't like I don't the like sound of it place. i don't think you Sounds should go dumb. there yeah. i don't think you should go because there's one element of, of ontario that in your life that you're kind of neglecting to mention yeah i don't what yeah, yeah. there's another guy from ontario oh, oh yes there's one part of ontario where robert wickens is from that there is a lot of hate on the internet towards me which you know what i think willpower put it absolutely best in his indy 500 speech his victory speech. Let's hear it. I want to thank the fans, all of those who support me, and also all of those who hate me, because that's what makes a passionate fan base. Amen. Right? A little bit of conflict is what makes it interesting. If you have people <laughs> that are that involved and that dedicated to a driver, mm-hmm. it means they really care. 100%. So like, I'm not even mad about it. It's like, it's, like, it's like rivalries in other sports, right? I mean, if, if everybody didn't hate the Patriots, it wouldn't be as fun to watch I them get beat. I love the Patriots. No, but if everybody else, because like literally everybody else hates the Patriots. No, that's not true at all. Well, yeah. yeah like every, everybody else. Ben yeah, Affleck does not hate the Patriots. Yeah, he cheated on his wife, so I don't... But, um... Oh, so, so shoot, cheaters on their wives like the Patriots. So far, that's what you've got. Who's the other like Matt Damon? No, yeah. he's pretty awesome. Matt Damon, yeah. yeah, Matt Damon. Okay, so like one good guy and one bad guy, and then you, you came in the middle. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like the bad. 
Anyway, I digress. I agree. I think rivalries in sports are important, and being hated is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. By, so, by some people. So you know what? All Guelphians, keep it coming. Wow. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it just makes you look so much worse when your chirping is that bad. But okay, yeah. that's fine. So on the on the topic of hate mail, I got some funny hate mail from those Honda commercials. Why? You were so good. I had they I were had on guy, all the time. They were on all the time. I had a guy from Philly that would he he searched me out on Instagram just to throw just throw shade at me so hard. Like this guy hated my existence. Are you hard to find on Instagram? No, no, but like he doesn't follow me. He's not, an, he's not an IndyCar fan. Yeah, he like found out who I was, looked me up just to go on my photos at first and start hating on me. And then he started DMing me. Wow. Like really toxic stuff. It was pretty entertaining. But it started off with comments like, you've got to get off my Phillies game or you got to get off the TV. I'm watching my Phillies game and you're ruining the game. And I replied, so I never engaged the crazies on, on right. social media, but this one was just too easy. So I said something along the lines of, I think you'll find being a Flyers fan is ruining the game. Oh boy. <laughs> and, then, and then that's when he started getting really aggressive. <laughs> I poked the bear and then I got some, I mean, to be fair, some of his insults are pretty funny. I will use them on other people in the future, but uh, not, not something I can repeat on this show. But yeah, no, I, got, I just like, love full the idea that he threats. thinks you're in control of like when the commercials of go how on. often they go on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, and it's like if if James wasn't on the TV for a commercial, commercials are going to exist whether James is oh, on them yeah. or not. Okay. I think he found mine particularly annoying. That makes sense. So, anyways, um, mailbag. We've, we've talked about it, and now we're ready to get into it. We're ready to. Tear into it. Bag of mail. Finn, why I don't you read bad. the questions? We, we have not really gotten any negatives, so unfortunately all of this is positive. Uh, but we did have, we put it to Twitter, we asked if anybody had questions for you guys. Matt Wagner wants to know, with the potential for Alonzo and Tony Stewart racing in the 500 next year, how do you think that will affect the series going forward? Good. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> not um, a bad thing at all. <laughs> positive happiness. Um, <laughs> joyous <laughs> smiles yes I mean no honestly like that would be celebratory jumping jacks yep that would be uh, a huge for all of us I Here, think. here's the thing when like everybody thinks about you know the golden era of motorsports when like you know Mario was killing it in F1 and IndyCar and stock cars and sprint cars doing everything I think fans love seeing that cross-pollination of drivers in different series so whether it's an F1 driver or a NASCAR mm -hmm. driver Guys just coming from other disciplines and coming to run the Indy 500, I think that's great for us, and I love it. I'd love to see Smoke back in a car. Um, I, I also think it's just it's great to have big names, right? For sure. You want the, the 500 to always have a story. Mm -hmm. For the 100th, it was the 100th running. For the 101st, it was Fernando being there. 102nd was, well, Danica. Yeah. But then if... If for the next couple of years, I mean, that would be the headline for the next couple of years. Like, is Alonzo going to win? Is Tony going to win? Is Will, Scott, James, whatever going to win? And, and I think that's, that's amazing. And um, if, if the people want to see it, then that's just a, a positive thing all around. So, yes, Matt, we think it would be a very positive thing We're for the series it. going forward. I mean, I particularly would love to see Tony. I would love to race against Tony Stewart. For sure. Like, how cool would that be? I mean, part of me wants to race Tony Stewart in like a late modified on dirt at Eldora. Not if he's in a Penske car. But less, less that. Yeah, less that. I want to like, I want to rub fenders with Tony Stewart. I think that'd be fun. And not get passed by Tony Stewart. Well, no, if we're on dirt in a, in a like modified, I, that's I will get, fair. I will get yeah, passed. But I just wanted to like say yeah. that I hit him. 
in a, like a good way, like in a, like a like rubbing like rubbing's racing, banging wheels. Yeah, that's what I say all the time. Yeah, people. <laughs> I know you do. To disagree. I know you do. We don't drive those kind of cars, though. Next question, Tim. <laughs> no, no, I want to stay on that. No, no, you're good. Uh, Jay Menard uh, asked us on Twitter, "Who is your favorite all-time race car driver?" Scott Dixon. Good answer. That's tough, man. So, like, you know, my emotional favorite is is Greg Moore, just because of what he meant to me. Um, I think the most badass race car driver of all time is Mario Andretti. Um, but I, you know, like Scott Dixon is very much in that conversation as well. You know, like I think, I think Scott's one of those guys where 30 years from now, we'll look back on his career and be like, that guy was, we're already saying it, Yeah. but imagine how you're going to feel once it like has a couple decades to marinate and settle in. Dude, he's in the same like category as Lewis. Oh God. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's like, that's like one, one in a thousand. And again, like I'm gonna get here. You go. Here you go. Here's the opportunity for the hate mail. What Lewis has done the last three years to me is far less impressive than what Scott's done, just because of the disparity between the teams in motorsports. In, in sorry, in Formula One versus IndyCar. I, I understand. I'm not. I'm not saying that Lewis couldn't have done exactly what he did if everybody was in equal equipment. I believe that that's probably true because right. he is an exceptional talent. But on paper, when you look at it, what Scott's done against a much more level playing field, at times at a, I did a distinct disadvantage, mm. um, I think is more impressive than, you know, however many like 40 wins that he's got in the last three years because he had a car that was, you know, this year's much more even parred with Ferrari, which is yeah. great. Um, and he still smokes them. And he still smokes them when, like, they've kind of eked ahead probably at certainly some yeah. tracks. But Scott, the way Scott's done it, I think, has been arguably more impressive. Not saying he's sure. more talented, just sure. more impressive. For me, it's just fascinating to watch how those two are able to execute. Mm-hmm. Like all the, I mean, freaking Kyle Busch is the same. Oh my god, right? That guy is incredible. Like the, just the consistency yeah. and the ability, week in and week out. Tra- like, totally different types of circuits. Totally cool. different situations. It's cool to watch. Starting up front, dominating. Starting at the back, driving your way through. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They get it done. That's uh, yeah. So we that took took us a long time to answer that that question. Sorry. All right. Uh, at Emily V says on Twitter, she wants to know what's your favorite Mario Kart sixty four track. The beach. The beach. <laughs> take I us to the, the beach. beach. Yeah. Well, we hate you, so it actually works out perfect. I, I've never you know, lost. I'm going to take a lot of credit for you guys playing Mario Kart sixty four. No, it's all Marco. Marco's pretty. I got Marco into it. No. It's all Marco. <laughs> I literally bought his Nintendo 64. <laughs> you also bought my Nintendo 64, but it's still Marco. I just stole Rob's. You don't get credit for anything. Ah, you guys are killing me. All right. IndyCar UK on Twitter uh, asked, could Alex emulate previous IndyCar driver success in Dancing with the Stars and win the competition like Elio? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's really the only success IndyCar has seen in Dancing with the Stars is Elio Castroneves. So... Uh, <laughs> No, I could not do that, and I mean, neither could James. <laughs> I don't really think anyone could. It's true. I tried. I gave it. A, I gave it. An, uh, the, I gave it the old college try, yeah, and no. came up. Uh, came up short. Short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, I couldn't. I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna agree with him on that. I do. Not, I don't think he could. I don't think he could do it. All right. Rachel McIntosh uh, wants to know, do you have full-fledged conversations with Lou and Brunner when you're alone? 100%. There are three types of people I don't trust in the world. Mm -hmm. One, people who don't return shopping carts. True. Two, people who say they don't have a dog voice. Fair. 
right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And three, I forgot the third one. People that forget <laughs> the third things on lists that they say there are three of. <laughs> um, no, 100%. But you're right. When you say conversation, it's like... I don't have a lot of like deep, meaningful conversations with Lou. It's a lot of like, you know, it's a lot of baby talk, Mm. dog talk, as you say. I will occasionally chat to her though, like when we're in the car and she's like panicked looking around. It's like, it's okay. We're just going to wherever. Not that she knows where we're going. Have full blown conversations. Yeah. Does he answer you? With With his face. With his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And it's funny because like I'll be sitting there and Kelly will have a full-blown conversation with me, but in Brunner's voice. So she'll answer for Brunner? No, she'll like talk to me. Hey, Dad, how's your day going? And I'll be like, yeah, man, it's doing good. <laughs> and then she'll come out with a response. I'm, uh, I'm just sitting that here That might be something and... else to discuss. Yeah, we might have to look into some psychiatric <laughs> care for the two of you guys. More her. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I just didn't want to, I mean, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Lisa Butterfield emailed us, uh, and she wants to know, Alex, if you have any thoughts about your 2016 500 car being auctioned off. So for those of you that don't know, uh, the, the car I think is being auctioned off in, at Monterey. It's the one that you won, that Alex won the 100th running to the Indy 500 in. I, I, I do not have any thoughts. I have zero thoughts. Um, the cool thing that I will say is in the contract for whoever buys the car has to keep the car in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum from April 1st to the end of June. So it will be there for the whole month of May and the lead up to every Indy 500 from now till, you know, eternity. So that's pretty cool. The Um, other thing that they put in the contract was that Alex has the right to show up at any time, sit in it and make race car noises. Oh, 100%. Which I thought was nice of them to throw in. Yes. There. Yeah, that's just, that's just considerate. Because right. I, well, exactly. Not only me, but like one day if I have a kid, that'd mm-hmm. be cool to plop him in there. Yeah. That's thought it was sweet of them for you to like just knock on the door on a random Tuesday and be like, I just need I just need 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, I, I don't mind because I never owned it in the first place. So it's true. It's not your, it's not it's not your car. Yeah. As, they, so, they can have the car. You'll keep the wreath. Oh, 100%. And the baby board. <laughs> and the ring. And, and the ring. And the check. And the check. <laughs> and, and the helmet and the suit. All those things, yes. Um, it's funny, though, because when Alex sits in that particular car to make race car noises, it sounds a little bit different than normal race car noises. Oh, it's it sounds, silent. It sounds like this. It does. <laughs> if you had done that, you maybe wouldn't have had to stop. I don't think that's true. Well, maybe it would but have been. Is, but they think he would have been better. They keep thinking that he's done, and then they realize he was just clutching coasting, and then he makes more noise. Like, no, let's leave him down there. He's, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be a while. He's going to be a while. <laughs> all right. Kensington emailed us, and he wants to know, when this was all starting, who was more excited about the podcast? Them. <laughs> I was going to say neither, but yeah. That, that no, changed. definitely same, you. Same thing. <laughs> Uh, yes, unfortunately, that is true. Yeah, and now I'm dead inside. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it worked out well. All right, Gary Wood, who, by the way, Gary Wood emails us after every episode, and Gary, thank you for the emails. Thanks, Gary. Uh, he, Thanks, Mr. He Wood. Asked, uh, Most people with seven to five jobs don't have to build up to major events in their jobs, whereas pro racers do with ev- each race weekend. What do you guys do above just staying in shape to get ready for for that? stuff that's a that's a uh that's kind of a deep question gary i appreciate it there's a lot i mean obviously like any sport it's about preparation right and so 
It'll start probably, you know, for a given event a week or two beforehand, sitting down with your engineers, preparing, uh, going through a briefing on what to expect on a given race weekend. You'll go over your event at that race weekend from the previous years. Uh, you'll look at how you got beat if you didn't win. You'll you'll go through a lot of stuff from an engineering side. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't do that. Oh, that's just us, huh? Yeah, that's. I mean, the meetings. We do are... a lot of meetings. SPM Schmidt Peterson meetings. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, I mean, we at Andretti Autosport only Zach and I live in Indianapolis, so it'd be hard to do meetings otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ryan's pretty busy on his multiple yachts. Well, to, and here's uh, the thing with Ryan: like Ryan responds to emails like once per week, and he has to sit down, light a candle, have a cup of tea, yeah. and do his correspondence, right. as he calls it, his correspondence, because he's like. 50. Is, is he? Does he have a quill, a feather Probably. quill with ink? And he's writing like it out. He puts like on, and he signs every email. Thanks, Ryan Hunter Ray. Even if it's to me, even just asking like, like we don't know Yo, who he is. When you flying in, it's like, oh, here's my flight information. Thank you, Ryan Hunter Ray. That's just a signature. He doesn't write that. Oh well, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. So, mm -hmm. anyways, on a more serious note, like we we use a simulator a lot, uh, which is a, a very useful tool. Um, because IndyCar restricts the amount of times that we can actually test and, and run the car on the track. So uh, for certain events, we'll be on the simulator on, on the, the week leading up to it. But then really for us, uh, the preparation starts once we get to the track on the Thursday or Friday. Um, lots of meetings kind of about what went well the previous year, what didn't go well, and kind of our plan of attack based on you know, what we found throughout the season and what the current weather conditions are and, and seem to be. So it's, it's actually a pretty relaxed atmosphere um, in terms of the actual preparation with the team. For us as, as drivers, we're, we're athletes. So, you know, James and I are in the gym every day. Uh, we train at the same place. So we're kind of on a, on a similar program. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is a full-time job. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. If you look at the year as 365 days, we're probably in the car only, what, 15% of that, 20% of that? Oh, yeah, that's being generous. Okay, yeah, 12 to 15% of that. The rest is meetings, sponsorship requirements, media, um, kind of time at the track, time in the gym. And it's, it's a very uh, all-inclusive sport that a lot of people don't realize because they only see it on TV um, every other week. All right, well, uh, that, those were the questions that we got. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for sending those questions in. And if you ever have questions, make sure to write them in uh, to Thim either on Twitter. The handle is at AskOffTrack, or you can email him, ask at OffTrackPod.com. Uh, this, uh, this has been an episode. It's, well, it's not done because I, I want to ask Alex about something. The big motorsports news of the week, Fernando Alonso announced his retirement from Formula One. Formula E. Yeah. Wow. Did you see it coming? No. When he did that little thing, like announcement coming, I honestly, I thought he was announcing he was coming back to the 500. Same. I thought it was going to be like him announcing a new line of hats or something like he did that one time. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny, actually. That would have been a pretty baller move because everybody was paying attention at that point. But um, No, it blew me away because I didn't think, A, he was done. I didn't think that at B, all. Or B, ready to do something else. Like... Like, I know he's been upset and he's been frustrated. He's had three years without a podium and consistently rated as one of the top three drivers in the world. But that's exactly it. He's consistently rated still as one of the top three drivers in the world and gets paid an ungodly amount of money. Astronomical amount of money. So, I mean, if, if you were in his position, would you be sad? 
Well, uh, I mean, yeah, at some point, I mean, he's a competitor, right? He's a racer. He wants to win. And at, and at his point in his life and career, he's made more money than he's going to spend. Well. Not that he could spend. Yes. That no, he's going to spend. That's fair. So, like, I yeah. would much rather, at his point, drive for free in a car I knew could win every race than make $30 million to finish eighth but here's on the a thing. good day. Here's the thing. McLaren loves him. Yes. McLaren is obsessed with him. Yes. And he's on... They, they would never get rid of him. Right. So why wouldn't you just wait it out? Because there will come a time when McLaren figures it out. For sure. And that's the thing, right? I mean, so that's... Like, why would you announce your retirement and you're done at 37? Well, he did say, though, in an article you actually showed me, he says that if McLaren returns to form, that he's still a McLaren guy and he loves the brand, he loves the team, and if, if McLaren returned to winning form, that could be an opportunity for him to come back. So, so do you think he's just going to sit on a beach for a year? Or do God, you think he's no. going to go do something? I think he's going to do everything. Like I think, rally, IndyCar, yes, yes. Le Mans, yes. Cup. Yes. Oh, I wow. think he's going to try. Remember when Kimi Raikkonen? He's definitely not doing that. We could get him as a guest. We could definitely get him as a guest. Yeah. But do you have his phone number? Yes. Okay, so you make that happen. I'll you make, make luck Andrew happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, deal. The thing about it, do you remember when Kimi Raikkonen had that like year off from Ferrari? Where oh, he, yeah. he was getting paid to yeah, just yeah. not race? And he did rally, and he did like Craftsman trucks at the time. Yep. I don't know if it was Camping World or Craftsman at the time. Uh, and he tried a bunch of different things. I feel like that's going to be Fernando's time to do that, is, is check a few more things off his bucket list. So do you think he'll end up back in F1? I would be a little surprised if this was the last you saw we ever saw of him in a Formula 1 car. Here's yes. the question. Hit me. Do you think... Not often. Then... Because Lewis's <laughs> retirement's coming. Well, he just signed another, like, two, two years. years? Two years. Yeah. So Fernando would be 39. Okay. Do you think he's going to try and position Slide himself? Mercedes? But Are Mercedes going to be the ones to be? At that point, thing. Ferrari knowing, might knowing, be... No, knowing his luck, he'd sign with Mercedes and McLaren would just dominate the season. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's... That's a tough one, and that's you know that's a question only he will be able to answer in time. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't in a full championship next year. So you think it, it could be IndyCar? I, I think it could be some IndyCar races. It's just oh, I said I don't think he'll be in a full championship. Oh, got it. Okay. So I think he'll be doing so, so you many think he'll things. Cherry pick or maybe I mean you could do WEC and still a lot of other stuff because they only have like ten weekends. So if you were going to cherry pick, oh that would be yeah I like where this is going. If you were to cherry pick, yeah. Eight events. Okay. What would you do? I would do Daytona 500. Yep. Indy 500. Yep. I would do... Okay, so are we assuming... Like, are we being somewhat realistic in the sense that like... No, he's not doing Formula 1 races. Right. So he can't do the Monaco Grand Prix. No. Okay. Um, Le Mans. Yep. 24 hours of Daytona. Really? Yeah. Okay. 12 hours of Sebring. Really? Yeah. Why? Because okay. they're cool races. Okay. Uh, I want to do... I'd want to try a rally race. Okay. So you do like... Whatever. Monte Carlo, just yeah, because. Yeah. There's probably like whether it's 24 hours of Spa or something like that, or like Nurburgring. You're choosing a lot of weird endurance races over like Long Beach. Okay, so all right, so okay, so that's tough, right? Because I get to do Long Beach every year, so I. Right. I'm kind of biasing more towards things I haven't no, done. No, I'm saying him. Or, like. Well, oh, okay. So okay. Oh, sorry. You're so asking you if I'm Fernando. Yeah. Oh. But I'm okay. glad you would. I'd still do Daytona. Fine. I yes. still do Sebring. Okay. I still do Indy. Right. I still do Daytona. 500. Right. Um, I would do Long Beach. Yep. Still do the Rally Monaco. Um, still do the Rally Monaco. I mean, I don't know if he wants to do like a Dakar thing. Mm. Just like, because that's super cool. Or like a Baja thing. V8 race. Oh, do Bathurst. Bathurst. Yeah, sorry. Absolutely was getting a Bathurst. 
Um, and I bet, I bet what he ends up in, I bet this is what Fernando does. He does the WE season, some IndyCar races, and Formula E. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Formula E. Because think about it. Like, at the end of the day, as much as we don't want to agree with it, that is, I think, the future. It is the future, but I don't think it's where his head's at right now. Why? Do you know he... Because the technology isn't quite there yet for him. Because mm-hmm. it's not a flat-out race to the finish. That's what Fernando likes doing. Yeah. You know? It's like conserving batteries, and you're driving on street tires, and you switch cars mid yeah, mid No, that's going away next year. That's true. Yeah, for next year, that's gone. Um, but I'd be surprised if he was... If the series was ready for Fernando, if that makes sense. Okay, fine. For sure, electric racing is the future. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So not... he'll do, he's going to do Le Mans, IndyCar, and V8 Supercars next year. Yes, that's what he should do. You heard it here first. Yeah. Hey, Fernando, if you're listening, if you could go ahead and do that and make us look smart, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, Tim. No yes, mind. sir. I was going to ask which races you'd do, but we already know. Princess's Castle, Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah. the beach. You'd finally just figure out the no, beach. No, I would do Wario Stadium. Mario Raceway, Wario Stadium. Yeah, absolutely Mario Raceway. Yeah. Koopa Troopa Beach. Nothing. And then probably Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> well, Obviously. on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is AskOffTrack, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. Thank you to Brett Bensley for letting us use the audio of Alex asking Andrew Luck questions. You can follow him on Twitter at Brett Bensley. The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show is produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate, as well as them himself, Tim Durham. We'd also like to thank Breakmaster Cylinder for the jingles. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.